from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. I'm a soul man. Hey, folks, it's Brian Blessing. Thrilled to be with you right here, Sirius Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Love and life here in Las Vegas. Our producer, Chris Bavone, is back in New York. And we're going to have some fun with you on a Wednesday, as is our custom. Mark Lawrence will join us, playbooksports.com. Hour number two, we do some college conference previews. Today, we're going to take a look at the independents, and we're also going to do the Pac-12 because we're getting close. Next week, we'll have the big boy. We'll be doing the SEC preview for you. We're getting ever closer to the start of college football and the NFL. That's coming up in hour number two. And in this hour, we've got the final PGA Tour event in North Carolina, the Wyndham Championships. That will be followed by three weeks of the FedEx Cup playoffs and then the Ryder Cup. And if you're looking to bet on certain guys this week, you best be betting on them in the FedEx Cup playoffs because if they're good this week, their price is going to plummet like a rock. And there are motivated guys trying to make the Ryder Cup team as well. We'll identify that for you a little later in this first hour. But here we go with the first full week of preseason football that's ready to kick off tomorrow night and we won't go through all the numbers here out of the gate but it's funny i'm just looking at the totals in these games preseason football deflated totals you had the call of fame game the total was 33 it was bet down to 31 and a half 16-3 was the final dallas and pittsburgh that's just the way the hall of fame goes game goes now we get to the point it's week one one less preseason game for the coaches with which to work, and then what will be their strategy? If you listen to the show, we've talked about why would you put any starters out there, I say almost at all, a series two max in games two and three. I don't even know that you know, starters and established teams would see the field this week. But then there are the teams with new coaches, seven of them and all, trying to get their act together, change the culture. And then you have quarterback battles, and the quarterback rotation is really what you're looking at when you're trying to pull the trigger on select football games. But the one thing is, we said the total in the Hall of Fame game was 33, bet down to 31 and a half. The majority of the games in week one here, they're in that 34 and a half, 35, 36 range. But there are three games where the numbers are a touch higher. And then the question would be, well, why? And are those games you identify to go over the total? They're not like way over, but they're over. All right, let's start with Dallas and Arizona. The total on this game is the highest game that's on the board. Arizona's a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Total on the game is 40. Well, part of it is Dallas has the Hall of Fame game under their belt. So their offensive line, everything they've been working on, they get to camp a little earlier the benefit of getting a game under their belt. Now, they only put three points up on Pittsburgh. Prescott's been hurt, but those quarterbacks are going to get a little bounce in their step having a game under their belt, and it stands to reason they would play a little bit better. But then it's the other side of the coin. Well, Kyler Murray, I mean, is he even going to be out there? Maybe a series. Colt McCoy, guys like Chase Daniels in, that are preseason machines. Colt McCoy can put up some big numbers in a preseason game going against the final 43 
uh, on a training camp roster in the second half of that football game. I think that's the big reason. Then you get the Cleveland-Jacksonville game. Well, that totals 37 and a half. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence. I think reps for a young guy like this matter. I don't know how much he may play, but you got to figure Lawrence is going to be getting some serious work, and he's going to want to try to impress. But then you go to the other side of the coin, Baker Mayfield, I don't even think he gets a cup of coffee in the game, but you could see an awful lot of Case Keenum. So there's your rationale looking for points in that game. It's all trying to wrap it around the quarterback rotation. It's not the end-all, be-all, but believe me, it's the starting point that you've got to take a long, hard look at. Oh, by the way, you got to figure Urban Meyer is going to be you know, trying to establish a new culture there, and this will be a Jacksonville team. You know, they'd be motivated to look good, and they'll want to put some points on the board. So, again, just reading between the lines, that game also looking for some points maybe makes a little bit of sense. And from the quarterback perspective, behind Trevor Lawrence, Gardner Minshew. I mean, is it a defined battle? I mean, is Lawrence starting day one? Probably. Minshew showed he can play. C.J. Beathard with the Niners showed he can play. Those quarterbacks can put points on the board. And one for the road, the other high total that's on the board, Seattle and Las Vegas. Total on the game is 37 and a half. Well, I don't know about Derek Carr. I mean, would you, why would you throw him out there? Maybe they wouldn't even throw Mariota out there. But Mariota, when he did play in the regular season, looked really good. They might, may want to get Mariota a lot of work in this game because clearly the job you know, to start is Derek Carr's. So you've got Mariota, but then even more than that, Nathan Peterman, laugh all you want in the preseason, Nathan Peterman can move the ball and put points on the board, especially in the first preseason game against you know, the real back end of the Seattle roster. And, oh, by the way, you're not going to see Russell Wilson. Geno Smith's going to be out there uh, for Seattle. So maybe Geno Smith can put some points on the board. Read between the lines. The three games with the high totals, it's all wrapped around who the quarterbacks are going to be playing in those games. Good stuff. Glad to be with you. Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, folks, back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio on a Wednesday, Series 204 of the Sports Grid Radio Network. We hit it from you. We're just springing it on you. It's a midday treat. It's a treat for me. I know the listeners will love it because they love him. I love him like a brother, our pal Cam Stewart who's all across the sports grid platforms, kind enough to join us with football ready to start. we got a bunch of topics to get to, but wanted to say hi to Cammy. How you doing, my brother? 
Surviving, Brian. Uh, winning some uh, with Harris English for uh, three dimes would have been nice to, when the air conditioner needs repairing. I got guys up on the roof right now. Oh, yeah. My neighbor got to fix the roof. Well, how much? Four grand. Oh, four grand. Maybe call me next year. We'll see, we'll see how football season goes. I love this home repair, Brian. What a, what a nightmare. I should just come and live in, uh, in your shed in your backyard. It sounds like a more economical decision. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It does, yes, yeah. That uh, Harris English collapse uh, didn't really help my cause, but hey, we move on, Brian. We've had some good wins this year, but uh, that one, that one kind of hurt. Well, it's funny, you know. Coming up in a couple of segments, I want to do the deep dive on this week's tournament in relation to how to bet this tournament. But then, anybody you bet this week, you should bet them for the FedEx Cup yep. because it's a current form cycle in a short window. And on top of it, there are motivated guys that are in the final three weeks of trying to make it on the European and American Ryder Cup teams. So those motivated kind of guys are the guys you want to focus on. But I wanted to ask you, the Harris English thing specifically, you know, he fell apart. But what happened was his group, the final pairing, got put on a clock. Now, that's not the first time that's happened to Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau's all over the map. He needed rulings and all the things that were going on. But Harris English is a slow, deliberate, emotionless, walk slow, breathe slow, do his thing. And it sounds like an excuse. And in many respects, you know, him just blocking one into the water and, and double bogeying two par threes on the back nine, he hit the shot. But he was completely out of sync, and he was in complete control of the tournament, Cam, because no one else was doing anything. And I think that's a rule change. You and I were talking about it. I think it should be revisited. I don't know how they do it, Brian, but they have to. This is not right because you, you have a golf tournament, and you also have one guy that's a problem in the group, but they play in groups. De Bryson DeChambeau's known to, to spray the ball. You're right about Harris English, right? But the thing is – Sure, he gagged, but some of the blame, I'm going to say part of it has to be on Bryson DeChambeau. For the first nine holes, they were looking for his ball all the time, and he put Harris English on the clock. The problem that I have is, why is it Harris English's fault that Bryson DeChambeau is hitting everything into the trees and getting rulings and, and playing slow? This guy had everything under control. You hear the interview at the end with Amanda Balionis, they're running to the tee-off blocks. That's not good for a guy, Brian, exactly what you said, that plays a methodical game. I get it. He hit some loose shots, but... If not put in that position, I think, you know what I mean? We don't know what would have happened. He did gag, but part of this has to be on DeChambeau. And if I'm a golfer, I don't want to play with that guy because you're in a situation where this guy's always trying everything off the tee, in the woods, he's there, he's there. It's annoying. You know what I mean? And the guy's shooting a million, and you're sitting there going, I want to win a golf tournament. I don't know what you do, Brian, because group play, guys play in groups, but can you put one guy on the clock instead of two? I don't know what you do. Like, you have to do something. Well, what I don't understand, I mean, you nailed it. I mean, it's a little redundant, but it's such common sense that, okay, a group gets put on the clock because they look and say they're a hole and a half behind the group ahead. Okay, you're being put on the clock, or at least you're considering putting them on the clock. Well, why is that? So why isn't a rules official going back to see why are they lagging behind so far and if there is a – hey, the one rules official, the ball was uh, at an OB fence. They pulled the string out. Oh, that was ridiculous. Well, they pulled the string <laughs> out. No, but if they're so meticulous about the letter of the law and they pulled yeah. the string out and literally two dimples on the outside of the ball were still in play. So he gets a drop. He's not OB. 
and whatever, he's back in the hole. So they do the things where the rules are supposed to be there. You can use the rules to your advantage. Which he did. Why would not an official monitor what it is that's going on that makes them slow? And why would the other guy be penalized? If he's standing in the middle of the fairway the whole time where the other guy's jacking it around, why is Harris English put under duress? Exactly. And that's what I want to know. And no, I, I don't know if this is going to change or how they're going to do it, Brian. But here, here's the thing. Moving forward, too, who cares? It's golf. It's like baseball. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's trying to speed it up and stuff like that. This is what we do. I, get there, I guess there has to be some kind of clock. But you can't enforce it until it's absolutely insane, right? These guys were put on the clock twice, and then they started sprinting to tee-off boxes. Like, it got out of control. You saw them rushing putts and whatever. Like, it was noticeable. Usually when guys are on the clock, it's not as noticeable. This tournament, it was. So what do we do about this situation? I don't know. They have to revisit it. They have to change it because this is going to cost guys money, you know, a, a lot of FedEx Cup points and other stuff. And you know English, the, the style of players. If it was Brent Snedeker who plays quick, sure, he might have got through it. I'm not saying I'm not saying Harris English wasn't to blame. You're right. He hit loose shots and he screwed up. This tournament was his for the taking and everybody moved backwards. But DeChambeau's play had a lot to do with the chain reaction that caused this. So I don't know what we're going to do, Brian. And another thing is, who cares? They have a, they have a playoff anyway, and you're gonna, the TV coverage is going to get extended. So who cares, right? It's no, not I, like, oh, we got to get off the air. You switch it to Golf Channel or whatever. we got a three-man playoff with Burns, Hideki, and Answer, right? That's going to take up time. I, I just don't understand really. What drives me nuts, Ken, it's a common sense thing like sun and ice don't mix for an outdoor game. Yes. In hockey common sense stuff so, you know, yeah they've changed so many rules now in golf for the better like if a guy's on a green and the wind and the ball blows it's it, guys were getting penalties in majors and they did nothing wrong so they fixed that then they changed the drop rule you're dropping it from like just below your knee okay yeah. all these things that are yeah that makes sense the you want another one now i mean we just watched that on full display and i couldn't agree with you more the other one that you tell me common sense right? If you pipe it right down the middle and your ball rolls in a divot, why are you penalized for the inconsiderate, the inconsideration of the group in front of you? You're right. If the caddy could move a ball from under a fence to a perfect situation, like yards away, yet I hit a perfect drive and it falls into a divot, and I got to hit, and I got to hit it there. Why? Do, common sense tells me can't you just move it to the other side of the divot, like lift clean in place? We play. You're so right. Like I, they, that's the thing. Like in the meeting, what are you doing? Oh, okay. So this idiot basically had a chance to save his whole golf tournament. Meanwhile, he's under a fence and gets a beautiful decision, mm -hmm. which is nuts in my opinion. Like I should have played it from where, where it was or at least like one club. Like I don't understand how he got from under a fence to like six yards in a better position. Anyway, karma, he hit a tree afterwards, so that was good. But I mean, Mike, that was our, kind of karma, but whatever. Our, our weekly game, you know, we, you know, we play for a couple of potatoes. Yeah. But, but we walk on the team every, hey, you know, we trust each other. You, you can roll them in the fairway, you know, wipe. If you got mud on the ball, you roll them in the fairway, get a good life. You're in the fairway. If the ball's in a run, you know, sorry, tough break. You got to play yeah. it where it lies. But like, I'm talking on a PGA tour and a lot of these say a par five. That's got a bowl where guys lay up and literally 90 guys are hitting wedges from the same spot. You know, you're doing a layup and you're going to get a bad lie out the last part of this. Remember Lee Westwood, he hits the drive of his life on 18 at Bay Hill with the tournament yep. on the line, 
and it ends up in a divot. You're so he, right. He had no chance to go for the flank. That's just a simple thing. Why is he penalized for that? We got 30 seconds. No, you're right. And these are rules that have to be changed. Golf, to me, it's such a great game, but it's so stupid. Meanwhile, Harris English is worried about a leaf that might have hit his ball. Like, you know what I mean? Like, guys, get your ass head out of your asses, and let's figure this stuff out. You're right, Brian. You should be in charge of hockey and golf, too. The Common Sense Committee. Let's figure it out, fellas. Come on. I, you know, but I mean, the kid, the Harris English thing, your points well taken. He hit crummy shots, but yeah. he, he was taken out of his routine. And these Correct. guys are creatures of habit, and it was patently unfair to him. All right, listen, a lot of great golf still to come. Coming up in a couple of segments, I'm going to dive into uh, the Ryder Cup and the FedEx Cup playoffs, but I want to get your take on preseason football. It's a treat for us, our pal Cam Stewart with us, Vegas Sportsbook Radio on a Wednesday, Sirius 204 the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you on a Wednesday, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing in Vegas, having a great time. Hour number two, Mark Lawrence is going to join us. College football, playbooksports.com, the playbook magazine. We do our conference previews. And in our second hour today, we're doing the independence. Then we'll have the Pac-12 preview next Wednesday, the SEC. And we have our weekend editions of Vegas Sportsbook Radio, college and football editions. Football is here. We're ready to roll, and Cam Stewart is here, our good pal, who's all across the Sports Grid Radio Network. Honestly, you know how the Olympic athletes, Cam, all have, like, the Olympic rings, like, tattooed on their arms or back? <laughs> you, Wait, you, want, you want me to get a Sports Grid tattoo? <laughs> you, should have a, you should have a Sports Grid tattoo on your forehead. I should. <laughs> I, already got, I, already, I, got, I already got one as my curtain. I got my Sports Grid sports uh, gambling thing as my curtain. I got a, a lot of things here, Brian, over I've the I've seen year. your fancy <laughs> background in your house. You know what you, you should do, though? You, yeah. You've never gone arts and crafts and – actually built it you, sh you should actually get he's a mythical creature like the kraken but you should have some 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 way behind you gambler should be represented i want to punch gambler in the face actually yeah, after golf this weekend it was going really well this air i don't know what i did to gambler i thought we were on good terms but geez brian i'll tell you that was a real uh man betting golf like people are like what's the hardest sport or the most like annoying to me, I think it's golf, Brian. We bet it all the time. Things change so quick. Like, if you got a like a six run lead in baseball, most of the time you're going to win. But golf is just every single shot. Like, just the swings, it's out of control. It is, but the risk is worth. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean the risk reward yeah. thing. And the pain that comes with it, but you've yeah. won a bunch of tournaments this year. You're right. I've won a bunch of tournaments this year. I've suffered many a heartbreak this year. The yeah. crazy thing is, though, that's why we love the golf thing so much. If you get, you know, one good one, and we did early in the year, the whole season's a free roll in golf. 
You're right. You're absolutely right, buddy. So uh, what are we, what are we doing, Brian here? How, how are we attacking? How are you attacking? I know you're Jack for football and you talked about Mark Lawrence in the intro. Interesting. Like the SEC wants to get all these teams. What about the PAC 12 getting together and certain teams in the big 12, like Iowa state moving to the big 10. A lot of those things would make sense. We'll talk about that later, like conference realignment, but uh, I got to believe like the SEC wants to be the big bad boy. Well, these other conferences can do the exact same if they want to well, enjoy and I, become power well, conferences. Preseason, week one, full slate of games. At the beginning of the show, I was talking about there are three games that the total, most of the totals came right are in that 35, 36 yeah. range. But there were three games where the total is just a touch higher, and it's not hard to figure out why. Well, the Dallas-Arizona game, the total's 40. That's because Dallas has a game under their belt. That, that's a big, big deal each and every year. But then you look at quarterback rotations and quarterback duels. If you find a preseason total that's a little higher, the one idiotic correlation I think I could make, when you see an NBA total that's like 239 and a half, and you're sitting there going, that's crazy. And people are scared off it because it just looks bad. They're making it 239 and a half for a reason. Those games go over the total by 20. And I'm telling you, the totals that are a touch higher in preseason football, it's for a reason. Quarterback rotations and the information that gets out in terms of, you know, who's actually going to play and how long. No, and, and you bring up a point, Brian, and it's funny. And, you know, we were talking about this on game time decisions. It was like Pittsburgh versus Dallas. And sometimes a preseason game betting is better than a regular season game. You know a team's record from the past. Like, look at Dallas. Look at their quarterback rotation. First of all, Dak Prescott's not hitting the field. He's already here. Ben DiNucci, Cooper Rush. Like, that guy would be a backup quarterback in the Canadian Football League. Like, they suck, right? Then you got Pittsburgh. I'm looking at Joshua Dobbs, Rudolph, guys that have been in the NFL and actually played snaps. What happened in the game? Eventually, the, the better quarterback play takes over the team, wins, wins the ball game. Don't, you, you, do, you know what I'm saying, Brian? Sometimes you're just sitting there going, Wow, these preseason games, if you actually know college and done your research and understand, like, what guys are playing, you're absolutely correct. I find that there's numbers that, you know what, we can bet these games the same as a regular season game. Hell, how many football games have we bet in the regular season that went sideways, right? It doesn't matter what you know. I think in the preseason, it's a lot more predictable, and I agree with you 100%. Some of those ones that are a tad, a tad over the regular tend to go over the number. I would just pick your brain on this one. I mean, A, I'm of interest to me, but from a betting perspective, Detroit wants to win football games. Dan Campbell's talking about the fans and he's doing speeches to the fans. And yeah, it's, it's the guy's drinking. <laughs> I, go to the, I go to the coffee shop and I put it in a 40-ounce or an espresso. I do it again. I'm like, holy geez. Yeah, the guy's talking about eating body parts before talking about <laughs> you know, coffee. No, Detroit, uh, I'll tell you one so, thing. It's going to be a wild season in the Motor City. That's for Right, sure. but I'm looking at this first preseason game. Buffalo's laying two. They're at one of those good teams that you don't want to get guys hurt. But the one thing, Buffalo's backups, I mean, they've got real battles going on on the offensive line. They've got a boatload of good wide receivers. A couple of them are going to get cut that are going to get scooped up. But the big one to me, Cam, you've got Mitch Trubisky, who's shown up, has started 50 NFL games. You're not letting Josh Allen within 20 yards of the field, but – 
the whole thing for Trubisky, a one-year, $2 million deal. They're thrilled he's there. They love him in the room. They're talking about this being a reset for his career. They want to get – he's not going to see the field unless Allen gets hurt. Mitch Trubisky should play at least a half in this football game. This is a guy that started 50 games. You don't want to get Jared Goff killed if you're Detroit. They have no fallback. And the guys that are going to play are Tim Boyle and David Blow. I, you know, I look at something like that, even though, you know, Buffalo could care less about winning this game. I'm just looking at the bodies that are going to be out there, and I got to look at them. No, I agree with you. What about the over, too, Brian? You don't think Mitch Trubisky wants to go in there and put points up on the board? The one thing about the Lions is, to your point, I don't think they're as good as Buffalo, nor as deep. But and they jo- want- and they're going to run the. But they're going to be hungry in the preseason and try. They're going to want to put points up on the board. So I would look at the over in that type of football game for a team that sucks that's trying to get better and a team like Buffalo where you have camp battles and another guy in Trubisky who is a decent quarterback. I'm telling you, I love Buffalo. Uh, getting Mitch Trubisky before they had to throw out Barkley and other guys and it was always an issue when uh, Allen had to come out for a while and got hurt right now you have a guy that's proven been there done that I think the Bears messed him up I think he's actually not that bad of a quarterback you know I, what is he any worse than Nick Foles and the other turkeys that they, they had there I yeah. think they screwed Mitch Trubisky I think going to Buffalo is a great move you'll play for a couple of years for Buffalo and then be a starter in a couple of years that's my opinion I'm telling you I love the insurance policy but I'm also I can be a greedy pig about it, too. If Indy wants to give me a first and a third for him, I'm all in. I mean, wait, they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that, that's the thing. They're talking about Philip Rivers is teaching, uh, you know, like high school Phillip, football. Philip yeah, Rivers, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll come back halfway through the season. Exactly. No, 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 you won't. No, yeah. we don't have a quarterback today. That's the only reason we're calling you. It's crazy, man. I don't know what Indianapolis is doing. That was a big risk with Carson Wentz to begin with. Like, I'm like, this guy was, like, injury prone in Philadelphia. I'm with you. That's a good call. Say they give Buffalo a call. What do you want for Trubisky? You can milk it. Like, Indianapolis is done, Brian. Like, they have to go into that division. I like Tennessee to begin with in the division when they had a healthy Carson Wentz. Why is Tennessee I, <laughs> not getting any respect? Why I don't – I'm almost Tennessee's think it's – Tennessee's win total nine and a half? I think that's crazy. I, I got to be honest with you. I like everything Tannehill's talking about. I'm vaxxed. I want to be ready to go. I don't want to ever miss any time. Love the situation. Their defense is better. Like, what's the problem here? They got uh, – you know, eventually uh, Julio Jones is going to figure it out. They're going to make sure he's healthy. I, I don't get I, – I see these guys winning, what, 11? 11 games, Brian? Like, really? Like, I don't even see how anybody in the division competes with these guys. I'm all in on – like, Tennessee, and I, I'm, I'm Cam Colt. Last year I had their wins total. We won, but I don't believe it. The, the Colts have major problems, man. And remember the games that they won? They were very lucky, like against teams like Houston, where Deshaun Watson fumbled on the one yard line and stuff. I think there's a lot of problems in Indianapolis. Yeah, they, well, and you're, and you're un, right. They're unlucky because honestly, they should have beat Buffalo in the playoff game. Frank Reich. Missed well, it. in that game, yes, and I and we took the points in that game. I I know, no, they played a great game there, Brian. But I'm just saying, this Indianapolis team shouldn't even be close to Tennessee. Tennessee looks to me very dangerous. Like I don't think they're getting any respect. This news with Carson Wentz came out, and they were still like minus 110 to win the division. I'm like, is that some kind of typo? I thought it was crazy. It's up now, but it doesn't make sense to me. How do you treat preseason football, Cami? How actually? Just like just just like you said, Brian, you look for teams that you know you want to score points. I thought I thought the perfect thing to do 
was the, to take the Steelers against Dallas and also look for coaches that care about it. You talk about teams like Detroit will care about it. What about Harbaugh, his record in preseason? I think you can bet preseason football. You just have to be selective. You can't just bet the board like, you know, I'm doing like a night in Major League Baseball. I think we sit back and go, this coach has a great track record here. They want to win this game. You look at uh, quarterback battles at situation. Guys have played a lot of football. And teams, I like to take teams like Jacksonville, Detroit, like mm-hmm. teams that really want to get off to a They're good They're trying team. to turn it around. Yes. Well, there's, yes. there's, there are seven teams with new head coaches. Yeah. And you know what? The coaches want them to look good. So the, even the coaches are motivated. An established team, the coaches are like, oh, my God, we're terrible because they look bad. They turn the page, and they're all trying to get to work and do a good job. Mm-hmm. You do a great job. You're all over the joint. He's our pal, Cam Stewart. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. You got it, Brian. Have a good one, buddy. He's the man, Cam Stewart, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Oh, that puts a smile on my face. We're not done. We're coming back to Vegas. Keep it right here. Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, folks, back with you here, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. On a Wednesday, Brian Blessing, thrilled to be with you. And I'm telling you, the home stretch here in the golf season is going to be remarkable. And uh, we're excited about that. We're excited about Super Contest Weekend over at the Westgate. They've got the Super Contest. We're doing the shows there Friday, August 27th. And we'll be playing golf. If you're coming in from out of town, you still maybe have time to get in there and jump on board the fun golf tournament. They're giving 10 entries away after the round of golf to the Super Contest. Each entry valued at $1,000. And speaking of golf, it's the final PGA Tour event of the season coming up this week. And it's been a really memorable season. This is the Wyndham Championships. And down in North Carolina, guys jockeying for a position to make the top 125, and they want to get involved in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Now, we're going to dive into the FedEx Cup playoffs in just a moment because you're handicapping and wagering this week. You're wagering on guys that, A, want to cash a number, but they're also motivated to enhance their position in the FedEx Cup playoffs, and we'll give you the format, how that whittles on down with big balloons available at the end of the year. You have $15 million to the guy that hoists the FedEx Cup trophy, but also numerous guys are in the home stretch of trying to impress Steve Stricker and Padraig Harrington to be selected, if not automatically qualify, for the Ryder Cup, which is coming up in the third week of September. There's so much on the line. And the golf's going to be great. As if this past weekend wasn't crazy enough. Well, first of all, you had the Olympics where Shoffley wins the gold medal. You have a seven-man playoff 
for the bronze medal, which was incredible, with big names in there and guys, you, you know, going, who's that guy? And ultimately, C.T. Pan wins the bronze medal. Rory McIlroy was involved in that playoffs. Uh, so was Hideki Matsuyama, who was just involved. Give this guy full marks. Coming off the, the exhilaration and the disappointment of not getting a medal in Japan, he shows up at the Wyndham Championships and I mean, or the FedEx Cup uh, or the FedEx St. Jude's Classic, forgive me, and he's involved in a playoff, has a putt to win it, and it's a 360 lip out or Matsuyama would have won when you saw Harris English and Bryson DeChambeau in the final group kind of spit the bit, and the guys that posted scores ended up in the playoff with Sam Burns, Matsuyama, and Abraham Answer, who, when it was all said and done, said he didn't know when he went to 18 that English behind him had messed up. Well, he gets in the playoff. Ultimately, Abraham Answer gets his first win from Mexico. But we've seen some incredible playoffs, uh, guys going five, six, seven playoff holes. It's been an incredible golf season, and maybe the best is still yet to come. Yes, the majors are behind us, but I've got to be perfectly honest with you. The FedEx Cup playoffs, I was not that big a fan when they dreamt this up. I thought, eh, it's a made-for-TV thing. You know what? The PGA has gotten this thing right, and then they've massaged it and tweaked it, and it is perfect now. And you whittle down from 125 to 70 to the final 30. And the playoffs and the current form aspect of it, week to week to week, is really exciting. And, oh, by the way, it gives us some really good opportunities from a wagering perspective. So we'll get to the FedEx Cup in a moment. But we have the Wyndham Championships this week in North Carolina. And there are some great stories. Matsuyama's playing again. He was like a late entry into this. Patrick Reed, Tommy Fleetwood, guys that are trying to build up their form for the playoffs and for the Ryder Cup. It's a well-known deal on the PGA Tour. Webb Simpson's going to be one of the favorites this week. Anything that happens in North Carolina, Webb Simpson plays great. You know, Kevin Kisner, there's guys that just on certain courses, certain regions play very well. So the cat's out of the bag for a guy like Webb Simpson. Now, the one thing, for example, about the FedEx Cup and how important when we say 500 FedEx Cup points are on the line, you want to position yourself because the points, they kind of stack up and rack up all the way into East Lake. And a guy like Webb Simpson at the moment is in 48th place. If he were to win this week, he would leapfrog all the way up to number 24. Jim Herman, who's a real journeyman, and I have a soft spot in my heart for Jim Herman telling you this story. He was four shots back. Billy Horschel had the lead last year. The defending champ is Jim Herman. This is the beauty of golf. When we say, find some long shots you play on the way into an event, and then on Friday night, you can come back with a name guy and maybe get an overlaid price that's even higher than the price was for him to start the tournament if he's four or five shots back. The beauty of it now, the golf tournament just doesn't end on a Thursday when you get your ticket. There's in-play wagering, matchups. Last year, Jim Herman was four shots back on Sunday, and the irony was 
he was going home. He was going to miss the cut. And on Friday, he birdied the last four holes in a row to make the cut on the number. Has a big Saturday. And then on Sunday, and I, I did it, 40-1, to 1, Sunday morning, Jim Herman, four shots back, beat Billy Horschel by a shot. So I remember that one very fondly. And the perfect example was a guy like Jim Herman. So not only does he win about a million bucks for winning the tournament last year, but he jumped from 192 up to 54 into the FedEx Cup standings, which meant he gets to play a couple of events. And at the end of the tour championship, you get there, number 30 tees up, cashing a big number, a couple hundred thousand just to tee it up. So there's a lot of motivation for this tournament. And there could be big results as a, a big impact as a result. Now, another wild card guy who's coming in here is Will Zalatoris, and he's in this tournament on a sponsor exemption. So Zalatoris just finished eighth in this WGC event. He's still not a PGA Tour member. He's getting in on sponsor exemptions. And I'm telling you, and we'll get to it, I think watch out for a guy like Will Zalatoris again this week. Watch out for a guy like Ian Poulter, who just had another great week. It's a Ryder Cup year. Ian Poulter's trying to impress Padraig Harrington. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer uh, that he's going to make it. But for the tournament this week, you've got Reed, Fleetwood, Rory Sabatini, who has – it could be a letdown spot, or this could really be this big push for a guy like Rory Sabatini – Oh, by the way, he's a South African who's playing now as a Slovakian citizen. He wins the bronze medal for Slovakia. Well, he's not going to be involved in the Ryder Cup. He's free and easy. He's out there feeling like a million bucks after winning the bronze medal. I think you could watch for Sabatini at a big price. Maybe you play on him in matchups. Yeah, it could be a letdown, but I'm of the belief he's just going to be feeling like a million bucks. He's going to get great fan support. They'll be congratulating him all weekend long. And I think Sabatini could have himself a pretty good week this week. Now, from the FedEx Cup playoff perspective, you're betting this week. But if you look forward to the FedEx Cup, any guy that you're going to play on this week is someone you should consider for the FedEx Cup championship. Now, John Rahm's the 6-1 to one Favorite, co-favorite with Colin Morikawa, you know, with the standings the way they stand right now. Well, I don't think you know you're you're jumping in unless you're all in. I don't think you're you know racing to the window to be lane six to one because there are other prices that are out there. The guys that are leading the way are Morikawa, Spieth, Cantley, Rom, English, who just had a heartbreak. Louis Oosthuizen's an interesting guy. Deshambo, his form has kind of gone pear shaped, as has Justin Thomas's. But Victor Hovland sits at number nine. Sanders Schauffele's at number 10. These are guys, and those would be two guys personally that I would look long and hard at. Uh, I'll give you one, Victor Hovland. I would think 25 to 1 to win the FedEx Cup is an interesting wager here because, you know, anything he does in subsequent weeks, that number's got to come down. But I think the kid's fearless. He rolls the rock really good. The other guy who's currently, and I would give you a price play, at 21st in the standings for the FedEx Cup is Daniel Berger. 
Berger is playing some really good golf again, and he's steely-eyed and is one of these streaky guys. Kind of Billy Horschel's kind of the same way. I trust Daniel Berger more than Billy Horschel, although Horschel was the runner-up in this tournament last year. But of the price plays, I'd look ahead to the FedEx Cup. I think Victor Hovland at 25-1 to and Berger at 40-1, to who's currently 21st in the standings. But the other reason you'd want to take a look at a guy like Daniel Berger, he is currently 11th on the Ryder Cup point standings. So Berger is trying to get on the American team for the Ryder Cup. We've seen Ian Poulter do this. A couple years ago, Poulter needed to win the final event of the year. It was in Houston at the time uh, to get into the Masters. And sure enough, at 80-1, to that's exactly what he did. So when these guys are motivated, you get that little extra bounce that gets them and makes the push that gives you the opportunity to play them at an overlaid price. So, again, the FedEx Cup is coming up. You're playing this week. But anybody you play on this week, if you you know, you know play a Zalatoris, you know, probably something in the 20, 25 to 1 range for Zalatoris. But you've got to take a look and go down and take a peek at the FedEx Cup standings and you're going to get a price, an overlaid price, way better on Zalatoris for that. So anybody you wager on this week, you want to take a look down the road, bet them this week, but also bet them for the FedEx Cup. The other thing I'm telling you that you really want to take a long, hard look at is the Ryder Cup, which is coming. And that's an entirely different topic, but it's spectacular. The home stretch of this golf season. Padraig Harrington, he basically is going to make a boatload of selections. The top four are Rom, Fleetwood, Hatton, and Fitzpatrick. And then on September 13th, he's going to announce his team for the BMW after the BMW PGA Championship in Wentworth, England. But I'm telling you, there are guys you got to look for. I think the other guys, McElroy, Hovland, Casey, and Shane Lowry, and Lee Westwood are locked to be on the team. But if you're looking for wild cards, I would tell you he's got the picky and Poulter with his back class and success. I think the young guys, Robert McIntyre, maybe gets a look. But watch out for Guido Migliazzi, the Italian kid. He's fiery and he's got passion. And I think he could be a sneaky pick for Padraig Harrington. And on the American side, I think, Daniel Berger, Scheffler, Kokrak, Cantley. But I think the wild cards are Zalatoris and Sam Burns, who was just in the playoff this past week in the WGC event. There may be some surprises. The Ryder Cup's going to be great, and we can't wait to see how that all shakes out. That number, by the way, USA minus $1.60 plus $1.40 on Europe, and the draw is currently on the board at 12 to 1. Fun talking golf. Good stuff. Coming right back to Vegas on Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
All right, we're back to wrap up our number one Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series Channel 204, the Sportsbook Radio Network. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you in Las Vegas. Our pal Chris Pavona producing for us back in New York. Our number two, college football, really the focus for us. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com, the Playbook Magazine. Every Wednesday, we do our college conference previews. Today, we'll be doing the Independence and the Pac-12. We're in the home stretch next week. We'll have the SEC for you. Then we'll do previews of the AFC and the NFC. And we are getting ever closer. So close, in fact. We're only 17 days away. College football on Saturday, the 28th. Now, you're looking... I don't know how competitive this first batch of games are going to be. It's going to be opportunities to wager on them. Um, Nebraska, seven-point favorite at Illinois. The total's 55, 55 and a half. Hawaii at UCLA. Hawaii, usually a real high-scoring team, but their defense, as we've talked about when we did our Mountain West preview, much improved. But UCLA, a 17-point favorite in that game. UTEP and New Mexico State. UTEP, nine and a half on the road. The total's 57. And then Fresno State. Boy, that's a good program. It's, it's really come a long way. 27.5-point favorites, total 62.5 when they host Connecticut. Now, that's the first wave. But then the fun's going to start to kick in because when you look at the schedule down the road, we're going to have a boatload of games on Thursday, September 2nd. I mean, some really interesting games highlighted. Maybe Boise State and UCF, and that's a good one. Central Florida is a four-point favorite. Total on that game is up there at 71. And then you race into the weekend with games on Friday and then a full Saturday of football, Saturday, September 4th. It's the home stretch. We're fired up to get ready for it, and we got you covered. And we're doing our weekend edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio with a college edition and a pro edition with the likes of Mark Lawrence, Kenny White from thepowerratings.com. Football's coming. It's coming fast. And so is our number two of Vegas Sportsbook Radio, inviting you to keep it right here. Coming right back after a short break on Sirius 204 and along the Sports Grid Radio Network. 